Hi, I'm Daniel Foster. I'm the marketing lead for TechSmith App Show, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and uh, this is the podcast where if you are an indie app developer, even if you're working and you want to just understand what this life is all about, this life of apps, uh, then this is the podcast for you. It's a genuine podcast. We we deliver the best guests on a daily basis, Monday to Friday, just for your benefit. So I, I am thrilled today because uh, I love uh, exchanges. I love uh, learning about new opportunities for us. And I've managed to uh, secure an interview with a guest, uh, a found, the founder of AppBacker, AppBacker. And his name is uh, Trevor Cornwall. Uh, Trevor, it's a warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you, Paul. It is really very nice to be with you. So uh, we're all excited about learning about what AppBacker is all about. And I believe that you uh, you actually, you write it a app app backer b-a-c-k-r app backer for anyone listening who wants to go and pause this podcast and go and check it out i should suggest you do it um so could you tell us what app backer is all about trevor yeah so right before we started paul you said um this would be a little bit of a journey and i i'd love to uh take everybody on uh on the app backer journey because it's been a very interesting one i'll i'll tell you about where we are and and what we're developing going forward, which we're very exciting excited about, we um, we have um, scored over 1.8 million apps um, since um, since we started. And what we were looking to solve for initially is a problem that's really been at the center of um, app backers' work uh, since from the day we began, which is to try and uh, help great apps rise to the top. We've been very uh, troubled by, I think, a very basic limitation in in the midst of lots of great things in in the app ecosystem, which is that only a very small number of apps um, get to be used by consumers. And there are all sorts of stats that you know, um, uh, 50%... Um, of of uh, sorry, uh, fifty uh, publishers account for fifty percent of the uh, of the revenue um, uh, on app stores. No, really, fifty um, percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a shocking number. That is and, shocking. You, know, you have the number of um, developers who make less than three thousand dollars is just overwhelming, and it, it comes from a problem um, that. Um, the really the primary way to get your app discovered is being on a top ten list, and and we we've thought that the best way to move beyond that is to score all of the apps um, on on Google Play. We've done it for other platforms as well, um, and look for quality apps so that great apps um, get a great score and that they're most likely to, to be discovered. And what we've done is we've taken our app score and we've made it available to partners from Samsung to Amazon. Um, we've worked with, uh, new operating systems like Tizen, worked with Blackberry and, and Barnes and Noble on the way. And, and they license the scoring data that we've created, 
so that great apps um, get featured and uh, get surfaced. And um, we'll talk more, I'm sure, about it, but we're, we're planning to release the App Score in a lot of um, new and exciting ways going forward. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are uh, jumping up and down with excitement because many of us uh, launch apps on the App Store and we just don't get discovered. And, you know, we've spoken before on this podcast to many app developers who have uh, suggested that the first seven days in the App Store, we're talking about Apple here, uh, is incredibly important because uh, that will then dictate the, the uh, rankings you get on your keywords and then the potential for uh, being showcased and, and and literally the number of downloads. So uh, the app can be made or broken on the first seven days. Do you, do you have any insights like that that you could share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think those first seven days um, are hugely important. I, I think the, the problem stems from a very basic issue. You know, if you think about um, websites, there's very rich metadata, and it's it's very easy uh, for Google to crawl all of that information and produce a meaningful um, rank of apps, um, and that drives discovery for for websites. And there really is a um, an underlying meritocracy that exists. Apps are walled gardens, and unfortunately, um, that means that a lot of the information that sits within an app is not available for easy discovery. And what consumers are relying on is what we write about our own apps, what we self-report in, in that app description section. And that has real limitations to it, because unlike um, software, um, there's not a comprehensive and fundamental list of the behaviors of the app. And you can think of behaviors as uh, the roll-up of functions, features, and attributes. Functions, what is the core thing that an app does? Um, the features, how does it do it? And, and the attributes uh, would primarily be things in UI and UX, the, the way that the app does it. Because those things aren't readily accessible, it makes it very difficult um, for consumers um, to figure out which are the best apps for them. And uh, Comscore had a, a shocking number that 60% of consumers download zero apps in a, in a month. And I think there's just a lot of um, uncertainty um, about downloading apps. Um, and and it's, it's fundamentally compounded by not having information about what you're getting. So our, our basic view is that if you open up that information and make it transparent and give consumers a lens into the app um, that you're making, then they're going to be much more likely to download it. Right, Trevor, we need to stop giving these statistics out because this sounds all depressing. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. The, uh, so I just want to reiterate then, just for the listeners, 50% um, of revenues account for only the top 50 publishers. And we know that uh, you said that you'd scored uh, 1.8 million apps. So, you know, the competition is fierce. And unfortunately, there seems to be a concentration of revenue towards the top. And that, that would make sense because uh, an app, as we've said, could be made or broken because of the first seven days. So that means that marketing appearing on uh, the App Store and getting featured uh, is, is vitally important. 
Uh, and then you're saying uh, 60% of consumers don't ever download an app over a month. And uh, that seems, uh, you know, given that the, the number of uh, iPhones uh, or smartphones that are out there, that's, that seems quite a shockingly high number. So, yeah. I thought so too. And, and I have to say that I think there's a lot of cause um, for optimism. Um, and I think we can look at a lot of other industries and see how they've developed over time. Um, you know, one is, is credit. Um, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, if somebody was looking to, um, to get a loan for a car, it would be because they had a relationship with a bank, which probably meant that they were rich or relatively well off. Granted that there are lots of downsides to credit, but that credit obtaining process has really become democratized and it's become democratized because there's uh, scoring that people trust and banks can look at it and see information um, about the person to whom they are considering making a loan and they can make a an objective decision about it and um, Zagat has done the same thing for restaurants and Michelin before them and all of those scores give consumers um, or the or the partner that is interested in engaging in business information that can drive an easy decision. And I think by creating some standards um, that are transparent, um, we can greatly increase the chance that apps are discovered because people want to do it very much. There's a lot of excitement about it, and you know we see the cases of apps going viral. Um, but I think there are tens of thousands of apps we've seen in our own scoring that are great, that are not getting discovered every day. And that simple process of sticking a, a little label to the app saying, this is a good one, has a huge effect on the app getting downloaded. So I, I, think, um, I, I think things are going to continue to get better. There's a huge amount of um, innovation that's taking place, as, as you know, um, and we just need to expose that to, um, to consumers so that they can find the things that they're looking for or didn't know that they wanted. Well, Trevor, you are talking to the right audience here because me and I'm sure every single person listening right now could, couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Yes, you know, we do need some maturity in this, in this industry where we have third-party uh, rankers, people scoring our, our apps and, and to help us get more discoverability about the apps. And, and so uh, what I wanted to do actually is I wanted to sort of focus a little bit on your journey because uh, we have had uh, a number of listeners who have been inspired by this podcast, by the journeys of our guests. And we'd love to know what it's been like for you, uh, you know, from founding the company. Get, I guess, uh, could you talk a little bit about how you ended up funding it, and, uh, and just give us what the give us an idea of what the ride was like for you. I have a huge amount of respect um, for anyone who go, who decides to to go out on their own and, and start something. And um, first and foremost among them, um, app developers. I think um, developers are hugely um, creative, smart, talented people and um, I think the ability today to be able to have an idea and to be able to bring it to market quickly is extraordinary and um, when I first uh, saw the 
um, uh, development of this new app culture. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started about Steve Jobs um, and what what he um, created um, in in making it possible to have a an easy to access market uh, for people to buy um, little pieces of software at at um, small prices was um, fascinating to me right from the start. And we created a marketplace um, that we termed a wholesale marketplace, which allowed developers to be able to receive funding. Um, what we received, what we realized though very quickly was we had a discovery problem and that people would come to our market and they wanted to see um, which was the, the best app or which one had the potential um, to be great. And we, we also learned something else, which is that um, there was um, this real problem of distribution um, that most of the apps on the marketplace um, would cap out at about 5,000 sales. And, and we decided from that point that we really wanted to focus on distribution and discovery. And, and we created a, a platform called Exchange, which allows for uh, developers to receive offers in our nomenclature, which based on their score, um, they receive invitations from um, partner sites uh, to to bring their app um, to the platform and to get featured. So, so but, Trevor, I'm trying to understand then the, um, the the genesis of the idea. Are you saying that developers had the opportunity to what get funding for their apps or even sell their apps on your exchange? Yeah, so we're we're not doing that part of it anymore, but that is very much where we started. It was uh, so. So we need. Was, this is where we need to talk, my friend, because uh, uh, maybe three years ago I set up an exchange called Twist Mob, and the idea was to buy and sell apps, and I failed on that. Um, I set the platform up, uh, put invested my own money. Uh, and uh, didn't get anybody to the site, basically. And so uh, I knew that that was going to be um, a very popular thing. Uh, maybe uh, it was a bit earlier. I, I just didn't get discoverability for the idea, and I, I kind of faded away and started doing other things. Uh, but but were you in the same field then? Were you setting up this ability to easily buy and sell uh, apps? Yeah, so my idea was that you know a developer would receive 70 cents when the app sold and um it was an ability to be basically pre-sell the revenue um for apps at and and so i as a a backer would come in and um decide to back 10,000 copies of of an app and i would pay a a discounted price a, a fraction of 50%, let's say, of the, the 70 cents. And then as the, the developer would receive that money all at once, and the developer would be able to use that money to add some UI or features or functions. And then as the app sold, the, the backer would receive payment for the apps that he backed. He would receive the 35 cents that he paid and, uh, and a profit of 10 or 15 cents. Um, and I think the um, and it sounds like you know you were in in a forum in the same area and we we were able to get some nice traction with it but what we've what it's been a, a journey of of learning is that um, that there's a really big problem and a really big opportunity um, and and I like those um, when when you have 
um, consumers are saying, I really want to be able to find apps. It's not that they don't want to purchase them. They just don't have a, a simple access to being able to do it. Going through and reading the reviews and the reading the number of stars and trying to um, discern information from a an app description and essentially trying to come up with an apples-to-apples comparison is very difficult. And at the same time, you have developers who are putting in these brilliant ideas um, into the product. And I think the only thing that's missing is for the app to have a little tag with a score which says it's this app has all of these features and functions. It performs really well, and and here's a score to um, associate um, the quality with um, with with a number, and then to be able to show transparently what are the things that the app does, um, so that when somebody wants to compare Evernote and easily do, for instance, they can do that easily and efficiently, and and. That the issue of um, broadening discovery and increasing the chances that um, little-known apps are going to be found, um, to me, really is the funding um, that developers need um, to be able to um, to be successful. Yeah, no, as I say, I couldn't agree more because uh, you know you take the likes of the app Evernote, and uh, I'm still discovering some really cool features within the app that I didn't know existed. You know, such as being able to edit the images that you upload and add nice little features to them. And it's just, uh, I guess, all this stuff within apps we just don't know about. And uh, yeah, as you say, the discoverability. So. Um, so, so then, so really your journey then, Trevor, personally, is that you um, had a, an idea and I'm guessing that you pivoted the, the idea to, to focus a little bit more on the, the big problem of discoverability. Is that fair? Yeah, it is. You know, we had, um, we started um, the app score as a, as a way to solve our own problem. And it was, a, it was a very interesting um exercise that um, that we went through. We hired a, a wonderful guy who built a machine learning model and we started to look at different features to see what um, what was part of an app that could be successful. And it was um, it, it was a very difficult journey at the same time because um, people would say, well, how do you how do you prove it? How do you know that your app was actually um, successful and that you picked the right one? And what we realized is that we didn't want to focus on what we thought might be great as judged by sales. We wanted to look at um, core attributes and make them more transparent with the idea that transparency um, can be a, a key part in driving discovery. And what we've gone out to do, I, I think, is very much like an app genome project. And we all know the music genome project that's the basis for Pandora. But going through and putting together strong underlying data on all of the apps so that uh, consumers can find them um, easily. And you know, ultimately, that gives us the ability to start layering some things on top of it, like a score, which we've done. Um, but also to make some uh, contextual and 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 relevant um, choices for consumers based on apps that they're using. Um, there's a whole world of possibility that that starts to open up. So um, I think I think a startup is a whole series of pivots and learnings 
um, to try and get to the place where you can have um, the most impact. And uh, just judged by partners signing on and the the traction that we received, I think we've um, we're 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 getting we're getting smarter and and better about what we're doing every day. <laughs> well, Trevor, I mean, in terms of uh, I'm also getting smarter, and uh, you know, because of this podcast, and uh, I was putting together a, a coaching package for. Uh, some of uh, my apps to tribe and uh, there's five big distinct things that have come out from this podcast and one of them is that successful entrepreneurs app developers seem to pivot uh, their initial idea and uh, that's that's hence uh, I guess what's happened in your journey as well uh, you, you've pivoted and uh, you're focusing on uh, what, what seems to be like the biggest problem right now which is the discoverability and the scoring of uh, potential apps uh, so, well, we, uh, we've only got 10 minutes left and I've got so much to ask you because there's two main things that we need to really go through. One is uh, that uh, we'd love to know what makes a good app, <laughs> according to you. You are scoring it, you're building the algorithms, you're figuring out uh, the, the characteristics, the attributes uh, for, for what makes a good app. Uh, I'd like to talk about that. And then also I'd like to talk about what uh, apps you've discovered with your uh, your. Um, scoring system that you could recommend so perhaps we could spend the last 10 minutes going through those two yeah so you know the the app score is um an important an important thing um because it it gives a consumer sort of a a clear um light about where to go um and maybe i could talk for just a moment about version one and and version two because i think um developers will be interested in in how we've approached both, um, version one, when the where we've scored now um, close to two million apps, um, we've looked outside going in, and we've looked at the ratings um, and the reviews and the app description, all of the information um, that we can um, collect um, about an app, and. Um, We've um, created something um, called a true rating, which basically takes the five-star rating and, and stretches it to 10. And then we use natural language processing to see what people are saying in the reviews and to map it onto that 10-point um, score. And it, it gives us a more granular, more meaningful um, indication of the, um, of the quality of the, of the app. And as judged by consumers, which is you know, useful information. What we saw, though, is that there's an opportunity to go um, beyond that in a couple of ways. Um, one is pulling out the list of behaviors that we we're talking about, um, all of the things that an app does. So we've been building a also a machine learning model to go in and extract. Um, all of the information about an app from from what's written about in the description, what's read about in the reviews, and then to map that against sentiment so that we can come up with a, a really meaningful list of all of the things that the app does and, and how people um, view and perceive um, those benefits. We don't want to just you know, give an app more credit because it does 50 things badly. We want to look at the 50 things that it does and then how, what consumers perceive of, of those um, benefits. That alongside um, with uh, testing that we do of the app, we download every app and we put it through 
um, a series of, of performance tests to, to be able to measure it and kind of roll up together to be the score. Um, but sometimes people get nervous about the idea of um, being graded um, and, and certainly understand that we're building out a, a wiki where developers will be able to come back and say, no, you've missed this behavior and that behavior there that, um, that my app has. And, um, they can come and say, no, you know, your technical evaluation of it was wrong and, and put up their own. So we want to try and make, um, all of this as inclusive a process as we can. And, and ultimately our viewpoint is while we're talking about the score, that numerical representation of the app, but the underlying data is as important as anything. And the objective really is to make that as transparent as possible. It belongs to the developers. Developers should get the benefit of it um, from search, um, from discovery engines. And we want to try and help them to, to structure that so it's easy and accessible to get. Well, Trevor, this is really interesting because I used to be in finance and uh, I remember uh, the impact that companies uh, such as Standard & Poor's, S&P, uh, would have when they came out, came out with a new new credit rating for a company or a bond and uh, Moody's as well. And and that's just because it was a mature industry and it needed the you know what seemed to be independent uh, third-party uh, credit scores. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that at some point, you know, we could all be waited, waiting with uh, bated breath about what uh, the ranks we get and, and uh, that that could potentially impact the, uh, the I guess, the benefit, the uh, success of the app or not. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine. I can, I, it's really become very clear now what, what, what it is you're trying to do. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's a great um, analogy to it. And I think um, mature markets need to have that kind of transparency of, of, a, of a rating system. And, you know, the, I, I, I think it's really important that we were using the term before, I was using the term before, walled garden, um, that developers are able to expose the information that they, that, that they have developed about their app in meaningful ways. Um, we've created an API where developers can access their score. We ultimately want them to be able to include that within the app. So think of it as a, a, a meta card that has information about the app. So when a consumer downloads the app, um, they can look at this independent third-party um, list of the behaviors that the app has, the quality performance, and then hopefully that will inspire consumer confidence to be able to decide to to download it. We're making that score available through um, plugins that we're developing. Um, we're approaching um, our partners who we work with about exposing the score. It will be available through carrier stores um, to over 180 million subscribers um, by the end of the year. I just want to make um, information about great apps um, in arm's reach of desire to, um, to use the Coca-Cola marketing expression. We just want it to be easy and, and available because I think that can um, help to drive sales of apps from developers that whose names we haven't heard before. And um, you know, that's what's happened with books and music. When you can give information, you have things like Rotten Tomatoes for movies, you can make um, movies that 
maybe somebody wouldn't have jumped into before uh, readily accessible. Yeah, well, normally it's the uh, uh, guests giving all the advice, but I, I've got a really good idea for you. Um, you could uh, create a set of indices, call them A and B, so, you know, at backer. So you can have the A and B 100, the A and B 500, uh, the A and B uh, 2000. And uh, I just give it's like all idea. these, yeah, so it's just like finance, you know, when you have uh, the S&P 500, you can have, uh, you know, the world standard uh, for apps. And then either that's an average of the uh, price that the uh, apps are getting or, uh, you know, some kind of indicator for uh, markets, uh, for yeah, the app market. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we just announced that on the podcast. So anyone, <laughs> anyone who wants to get into uh, credit ratings and uh, wants the name A and B, <laughs> you better get in there quick. Uh, so, Trevor, we've only got a few minutes left. This is great. Uh, I'd love to know what great apps you've found uh, with your system. I mean, you've got 1.8 million apps that you've scored, you've tested. You are in a position to give us the best uh, uh, sense of some great apps that you've discovered that uh, maybe we haven't uh, heard about. You know, there is a um, th there are great apps we discover um, every day. It, it's you know it's a it's a lot of fun to to look and and see um, what's out there and to see um, you know, uh, new apps that um, you know that prove to be you know interesting and and exciting. So um, I don't know that I would even say one over another, but there was a publisher that we discovered um, called um, FGL, and they make um, a whole series of apps, um, a lot of kind of word game apps. I learned the term um, consumables, um, apps that you use once and then you go on to the next app and the next app. And it's been very exciting because I wouldn't have seen them um, except for the fact that uh, that we saw their their score, and it led to the discovery of um, many of the apps that they've created. It the score has also been reinforcing for me um, about um, apps that I'm interested in. I, I it'll sound funny because it's a very well known app. We've been talking about it Evernote, um, and um, before I before it had become popular, I saw this. Um, app which showed up in a whole series of different categories with a very high score. Um, and it also introduced me to a lot of apps in the Evernote trunk um, that I wouldn't have been aware of um, before um, that are interesting and, and compelling and, and exciting. And it's been, it's been a great way to open up a whole um, new, new world of um, apps for me that, um, that I'm, I'm constantly discovering and rediscovering. Uh, now, I know we're going a little bit off topic here, and uh, I've just got another idea. Uh, you know, like there's uh, there's a lot of, um, again, in finance, there's the ability to make money off indices. And I don't know if there's any ind indice that covers apps. So, you know, you have an indice of 500 of the um, of, of app, uh, the top apps, and then you can oh, maybe make money or uh, you can bet against those apps somehow as a, as a collection mm, of 500 to 1,000 apps. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, cause like you've just discovered Evernote there probably before anyone else did. And you, you know, you could sense that was going to be viral. It's going to take off and uh, that was going to be a, a world phenomenon hit. Uh, yeah. If there was some way of, of trying to get in early and uh, make, make money from 
having some index that you could uh, invest money against. Well, that's a great idea. And, you know, it's what's exciting about all of this is that you get lots of interesting data, which we want to make very available to developers. One thing, I know we're just about out of time, but you know, there's so many companies that make data available to developers and then aggregate it and you know, sell it to big companies. Part of the problem for developers is that you know, to know about engagement and other things is obviously useful and important, but it doesn't necessarily help you to get discovered more. And I think there's a lot of data, talked about metadata before, that if we can successfully extract the information about these apps in an ordered way, we can make, um, we can make that available so that developers can be found um, more often. And that's, that's, I'm so passionate about that because um, you know, life right now is like going into the app equivalent of an airport bookstore. And you know, John Grisham and these guys are great when you're on a five-hour flight, but lots of times you want something different. And I think AppScore can help those different little apps that, that really are the gems that just um, are inspiring and can, can even change your life. And um, that's, that's what we're really committed to um, helping to do. I, and I know we're going to have to overrun here because there's something I just have to uh, jump in and say, which is that some of these big apps that we're all very familiar with now, uh, they started because uh, they were 100, 1,000, 10,000 perhaps, uh, real true core hardcore fans who then promoted the hell of those, the, uh, you know, like the heck out of those apps. They really, they, they probably um, shared them and uh, promoted them and told their friends how great they are. I know my wife keeps going on about this app called Keepy and she's promoting it like mad to all the, uh, the mum mafia. So uh, almost, wouldn't it be great if you could have uh, a vested interest in the development of that app because you could take some kind of financial bet that it will be a top hit. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, there really is. I think when you know you you hit it when you were saying it before, when you have you know a, a set of standards, um, then you can have a whole series of really interesting um, indices that yeah, absolutely you can interact with in, in all sorts of, of very compelling ways, in, including um, to make money from it. Um, you know, I would just, I would like to get past the point that the things that we have are all based on top 10 sales lists, because those lists are, are gamed in all sorts of different ways, or they're, um, you know, people are buying huge amounts of downloads and incentivized downloads. And it's just, it's it's not fun. I mean, to, it's not organic to, anymore, is it? That's the thing. It's not. So it's so not. if if we have any listeners who are associated with maybe the betting industry and they you want to set up some new indices, <laughs> so uh, you know there's a, a big betting um, online site here called IG Index where you can pretty much bet on anything. Uh, you know the how many sunny days you're going to have, all this sort of stuff. We need um, indices with apps. And, I love yeah, it. Yeah, there we go. We just come up with a multi-million pound idea, uh, Trevor. That was great. <laughs> the nature of this show. Is there, is there anything you feel we've missed about AppBacker or uh, your journey that you'd like to share in the last few minutes? 
you know, I, I guess I would say um, we have our version one score up at um, appbacker.com. We'd love people to um, to take a look and um, see other app scores. Um, we would also um, love to talk to developers um, as we're going along to get their feedback um, on our, our version two um, score. And because um, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting information and we will have a it's not quite a wiki, but a lot of comprehensive information about um, all um, the apps that, that we've scored on a searchable, interactable database. And, you know, we're excited to, um, uh, to have lots of folks use that and, and to really make something that um, we hope can bring a lot of benefit to developers. Great. Well, uh, you are episode 163. So right now, the Apps to Tribe can go down to uh, my website, theappguy.co, search for episode 163 with Trevor Cornwell and uh, go and check out the resources, the links that we'll be putting on there. And uh, I, I suggest that you do that because then you can go and check out the uh, the version two. Uh, I, I mean, literally, I think everyone's going to want to go and check out their score, <laughs> see what they get, uh, just for vanity reasons, if not alone. Um, Trevor, how best can we connect with you and uh, reach out and get in touch? Yeah, so um, I'm active on Twitter at, uh, at Trevor Cornwell. I'm on LinkedIn and um, can email me Trevor at appbacker.com. Trevor at appbacker.com. Great. I'll put all those links in the show notes. Well, Trevor, it's been a wonderful journey. I think we've come up with some terrific ideas. Thanks very much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Wish you all the best with uh, Appbacker and all the things that you've got going on. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 